All right. So just before we pressed record, we were discussing favorite mispronunciations that we've ever heard. Nestle. Nestle. I love Nestle. <laughs> but my favorite story. This podcast is yeah. brought to you by Nestle. Nestle. Pure lifey. <laughs> Pure life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm, no, I'm only learned. But my, my favorite one was I was once at a restaurant and I was getting a coffee. And right next to me were all these elderly gentlemen. And I was right next to them, so I could hear everything. And it was one of my favorite conversations. They were bemoaning the country. But then one guy said, Yar, you know, Europeans, they have succeeded because they figured these things out. Their progress is because of logical positivism. And I thought, okay, this guy is now coming into the flow of how we need to use empiricism logical, and all logical that. Logical positivism. Uh, so he said, like, the other guy asked, how? He said, the European said, be logical, but be positive. Dua Lipa is dropping some hot ones, man. She's really good. I, Fantastic. I, I, I love it. And she, you know she's like she's like a sister, right? She's like Albanian or something. Really? Okay. Dua Dua. Dua Lipa. Actually, the first time I was on radio and they kept saying there's this amazing uh, Rehana. For like two months, I thought it was Rehana. I'm like, the boat came out and I said, no, it's Rehana, right? And then I realized, gotcha, this is... Welcome to episode, I want to say five. Five. I think it's, I think it's six. It's six. Is it five? I, I think it's five. I think it's five. Listen, it might actually be four. Actually. Listen, don't, don't <laughs> let data fetishism yes. cloud your engagement with the reality that yes. this is how to Pakistan. How to Pakistan. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Welcome. Uh, I'm Musharraf Zaidi. I'm Fasi Zaka. And thank you, everyone. Last time, uh, we lost a listener. He sent me a message that your laughter is too loud. There are a lot of inside jokes. So I, so I must say, last time when we were talking, the message is there. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. So you're basically going to let some dude who kind of, you know, dropped you a message on Twitter yes. <laughs> dictate the tone and tenor of this episode? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> but oh, the, to be fair, the background to this is that we were just discussing and we just realized how much we need Ijazah their back. But also, yeah. also, so I think you've developed this very sly capacity because the real reason you want Ijazah their back is that you want the entirety of cancel culture on Pak Twitter yes. to jump onto the How to Pak something <laughs> and just like absolutely destroy us yeah. for bringing on. Ijaz Heather and all <laughs> the various hand luggage yes. and <clears throat> and cargo material yes. that yes. he that he brings on board. Hand luggage? The only thing I know of is handgun. 
(laughs) (laughs) But anyhow, somebody the other day, I saw somebody saying something about, you know, I thought you were a nice guy, but, you know, then there was this gun thing. And I was like, Fussy Zaka is the epitome of this. Because, you know, (laughs) otherwise pacifist. Oh, very, very non-violent. Pacha Khan, he's got the whole scene, but loves his guns. (laughs) I was like, what is that, man? Yeah. Anyway, we've had this discussion on this podcast at least like six times. Absolutely. And so obviously not for hunting, but target shooting is a legitimate sport. As long as the targets are? Paper-based or (laughs) (laughs) clay-based. You know, the Holy Quran actually is quite clear about the origin of man. Yes. You were but a piece of clay. Yes. So what are you saying, man? That's, That's messed up. Me, but again... They say, uh, <clears throat> that chapter is now closed. Oh, now we're all flesh and blood. Now we're flesh yeah. and blood. Yeah. And bones. Uh, so we can just and play marrow. around. And marrow. Yeah. Subatomic, everything. And actually... Is that a, is that a Marvel Avengers reference? The, the subatomic? Like, I want to... I wanna, so on this episode, I want to get inside the mind yeah. of Fuzzy Zucker. Right. <laughs> so I want to say you said subatomic and yes. it was spontaneous. Yeah. I want to get back on the sled and go backwards to the synapse and the spark inside the brain of Fasizaka. What happened? Where did subatomic come from? It came from Don't make it up. No, I'll tell you honestly. It came from something I saw recently and then I was just interested in it. Ant Man. No. Uh Ad Astra. It's a Brad Pitt film about uh actually it's about fatherhood. And um, in it, there is basically a ship which is propelled by matter, antimatter uh, materials that propels it forward. And then the antimatter sort of gets out of control and starts threatening. And Earth. do you understand the science behind that? So <clears throat> actually, I used to think I wasn't really good at science before. But as I grew older, I started getting more and more fascinated by it. When I had a lot of friends who were pursuing PhDs in science... And what was really appealing to me is that sort of the finite understanding of science of input-output breaks down as you get into higher science. So all this subatomic stuff and all that, you know, some of it's actually a guessing game. There's actually, you know, like ideologues on camps of understanding how really minute uh, you know, effects are going on. So you've got like the Bernie bros on one side, the Hillary guys on another side. And, and it's a lot of conjecture. And so it's really interesting is like some of the guys who do these PhDs, by the end of it, they're really philosophically attuned because they're always trying to understand the nature of the universe, what matters and what they don't know. So like the fact, and again, I'm not somebody who should be questioned on these things because I'm not that good at it, but uh, so the reason I was talking about so when I saw that in the film, I just wondered, is that you know, is this a real thing, matter antimatter? And apparently, uh, yeah, you can make a propulsion system out of it, but they've never been able to make enough antimatter. They've just got fleeting amounts of it. I mean, this has been one of the one of the pursuits of science is actually getting to the essentially splitting the atom, right? Yeah. Both going one way, but then in the other direction as well bringing the atoms back together. Yeah. Right? And that, I mean, a lot of the sort of nuclear energy is really foundationally rooted in the uh, splitting and joining of uh, of atoms. Is that is that accurate, according to your understanding? 
I mean, there's I, a fission and a fusion, right? Yeah. And and the one is the opposite of the other. I mean, I'm not sure fusion that's is, exactly how you. Fusion is when they come together. Yeah. When they come together, they release they release heat or yeah. energy, and, yeah. and what you're trying to do is harness that energy because what that means is you don't have to burn fossil fuels, yeah. and there's no carbon footprint. And you know, I mean, yeah. the the downside is, of course, that these things are radioactive, and so yeah. they have half lives, and yeah. we don't know what to do with that. Yeah. And also, containing that 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 moment yeah. in which the you know that collision or that that pressing together and yeah. then the creation of energy, containing it and and uh, being able to draw actual energy from it is 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 has been the pursuit of at least nuclear energy, yeah. nuclear science for a yeah. long time. <clears throat> what I find really interesting about these questions is how some of this stuff lends itself so, at least to me, so fluidly to kind of questions about the nature of God and the nature of the universe, right? Yeah. Like I think, I mean, I always think of Brownian motion. Yeah. And I've always, like when they taught us Brownian motion at school, it was that, you know, everything is constantly in motion, starting with the molecules or, you know, the atoms, right? Yeah. They're, they're moving back and forth. But if, as you start zooming out, it's a little bit of a dance, yeah. right? Because that means that every atom in the universe is moving, but... Everywhere you look, there's, in a sense, there's chaos and disorder if you want to see it, but there's also incredible order. I mean, the hu human body stays intact. We stay upright, right? Yeah. Skin, skin wraps up the flesh and bones and the blood and the capillaries and the veins and the arteries. They all stay in place. It's because each atom is doing specifically what it's been asked to do. Kun fayakun. Yeah. So your job is to, you know, move at this speed at this rate for this duration of time until you know <laughs> until homeboy has like a cupcake yeah and then you start moving a bit faster yeah. right like yeah. or un un until until senorita hears like you know i don't know uh fleetwood mac and starts yeah. dancing right yeah. uh, you know so I, I just think there's a whole range of uh these connections between kind of the wider universe or like our day-to-day lives and our interactions with various stimuli and at the core of all of it is a molecule or an atom going at it like basically raving right yeah and like so the whole universe is like a rave a yeah. never-ending rave until alamia decides you know yeah I, that's weird that I did the snap because that's yeah. very Thanos. Yeah. Sort of, you know? <laughs> but really, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 quite remarkable and uh, it is. But I I the thing I think gets to me is that even though I am interested in this and every so often I try to learn, but I just realize that like for example, I've often been fascinated in this thing that you've said is that you know the idea of entropy, mm. which is that you know once energy dissipates it's never going to come back together again in the same concentrated form because there's a tendency to dissipate. And I've always been fascinated by... Why the, fart, the fart that got away. The fart that got away. <laughs> so, so I, I've never understood like why we have an atmosphere... 
and why that has not dissipated into space. Apparently, it's because of the gravitational forces that keep it in this way. But also, the 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 molecules are configured a little bit differently. You know, it's a little bit thicker up there, right? That, yeah. That's the ozone layer, right? It's O3 as opposed to O2. Full, ye full toss tha. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's less thick over there. Is it less thick? Yeah, yeah. As you go up, you have less no, concentration. No, air is thinner. Yeah. But what's <coughs> keeping stuff under like the top layer right. has to be something heavier, right? Yeah. That's why. So, for example, UV rays don't get through. Yeah. And then you have like the, the big hole, yeah. the greenhouse emissions. Yes. Surely you're aware of the, <laughs> the basic science on this, the front page of, of the Daily Mirror level science. I don't know. So I, wait. I, so The way so, you're explaining things, I'm just thinking we might have to call in Aga Wakar to get some expertise. No, no. Okay, so now, so, so guess what? Yeah. I've been thinking about this for a while. So yeah. there's Sabi Anwar. Yes. Who's this phenomenal scientist, yeah, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, and Faisal Khan, yeah. another phenomenal scientist. Yeah. And Abdul Rauf, who just actually got covered by the BBC. By the way, if you can read Urdu, uh, please do. If not, just go to their website, whatever. Follow uh, Pakistan Science Club. Yeah. Go and read the story about Abdul Rauf uh, on, on the BBC Urdu website. And whatever you can do to support these guys. And oftentimes, it's just like saying can hi. I, can I, There's can a guy I, called Salman Hamid in the US. It's fantastic. Follow him. Uh, also, I listen think, to their podcast. He's yeah. got this science kikani. Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> anything you can do to engage with with math and science in the public public domain, please do. So, I just want to say is that Sabi Anwar, I think, is one of those unsung heroes of Pakistan. So we should have him on. We should have him on. He's one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life. So, the really funny thing is that you know. I was, you know what we should start doing? We yeah. should start cold calling people from the podcast, like right now. Right now. <laughs> the thing with Sabi... He's going to be sour, though, if, yeah. if we do that. But too. I'll tell you, he's a, he's a very proper guy. A very uh-huh. bot, bot, bot. But I'll tell you a story about him. And this is like one of my favorite stories. So okay, before you tell the story, just pause yeah. on the story. So Sabi Anwar is a professor of physics yes. at the Lahore University of Management Sciences. He's an ex-Rhodes scholar. He's a phenomenal creature. He's got something called the Khwarizmi Science Society. They do an annual science fair in Lahore, the Lahore Science Mela, which is phenomenal. It's people like Sabi that are keeping some modicum of hope alive in terms of the pursuit at a young age of Pakistani kids getting into science and pursuing careers in science. So along with people like Atar Osama, who does a summer camp for smart science-oriented kids, uh, the astronomy club folks, uh, Lala Ruch, uh, who's also got. Uh, I'm going to look up the names of these, and actually, yeah. we should do a whole episode uh, on yeah. on all the amazing things yeah. that are taking place in science education in the country. Go. So Sabi is. Uh, so when I was doing my masters in the UK, Sabi was also there at the same time, and then we had another. Are you a, are you a Rhodes Scholar as yes, well? Yes, oh, yes, yes. So, but anyhow. So the three of us were there, and who's the third person? Nader Chima. He's Nader also Chima. a really great friend of mine. And who else is a Rhodes Scholar uh, from Pakistan? Babar Sitar. Babar Sitar. Wasim Sajad. Cyril Almeida. Cyril Almeida. Um, Salma. Yes, Salma, and uh, um, can't recall right now. The name escapes me. The guy from Luchistan, He's amazing. Rafiullah Kakar. Rafiullah Kakar. Fantastic. He's such an amazing guy. It's. By the way, today, 
it's proven that the Chaz and the Shahs don't get along. And if it wasn't for people like me, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, the Shahs would be would be. I don't out know why I had a recall problem. Just there. I think you just hate his guts because he's, <laughs> he's team because he's team Shah and not team Kha. Oh no no we're we're on the same team. No Kakars yeah. and 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 you're a you're a Highlander, right? Yeah yeah. So you guys are not on the same team. Yeah. I mean, just historical yes. accuracy. Yes, yes yes yes. I mean, I know PTM yeah. and everything, yeah, but yeah. like. <laughs> but but the thing was that so it was me, Sabi, and Nader in the UK, and one day we couldn't afford to go back to Pakistan for uh, I think it was Eid or something. So I know where you spent all that money, but what? <laughs> <laughs> but what did what did Sabi do with this? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then we three we were just sitting down someplace, and then for the first time we had a bit of you know and then I forget if it was me or Nader who said, Listen, when we go back to Pakistan, we'll have our degrees, we will have amazing jobs, we'll have money, and then I'm Kuchayashi Karing. And now at that time, the three of us who weren't plugged into anything, we had just heard that Lahore is the amazing restaurant Cafe Zook. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so we just said, and so we made up our mind that this was... <laughs> One day you're going to go to Zook together. We're going to go to Zook together and we're going to be like the... Fantastic. The shit, right? The three of us come in and, you know, all that. And then as it happened one day, I went to Lahore for work and I was staying in this hotel in uh, Liberty called Best Western, which is a really, uh, it's not a particular Hey, listen, listen, place. we're trying to get sponsors for the We're podcast. trying to get some sponsors. So let's try that again. Yeah. So Best Western. Amazing restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was there, so I gave a call and... Uh, uh, we all three were on a conference call and I just said, okay, listen, guys, uh, I have come from the airport in a rickshaw. Uh, in those days, you could get, you know, rickshaws from the airport. And I said, uh, Nadir, are you in Lahore? He said, uh, I said, okay, <laughs> and then, and then Sabi. So then we called, we said, Sabi, tera kya scene hai? It was tere gaadi mein chale. Now Sabi had come back to teach at Punjab University. Yeah. And he said, Sabi, tere kya, oh yaad, tere paas to CD 70. So then, all I think there's a term for this. What? KKG. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, we met in the lobby and all three were looking at each other like, what is this man? Amne kya baati ki di, right? And then, you know... Achha, to tum saale Oxford se padke, isse better to hum lums wale joe nikle. Haan na, yeh to better. So then what happened was that all three of us, we decided that Sabi had to go back to teach his class. <laughs> Nadir had to get the last demo out, yeah. and uh, I had to, uh, you know, start doing some of the work. Uh, well, no, 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 come on now. Yeah. What work were you doing? I, I was teaching at Prashant <laughs> University and gone for the conference. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't the stuff you were doing at Oxford. No, no, no. Okay. And, and then what happened was that 
we decided we'd get one of those obair cones nahi milte so we went to buy one of those we said bas theek hai ab zook nahi hoga ye hoga and we went and then i don't know why i decided to make this joke so i told the cone wala the look at nadan i said ye kitne ye oxford se pad gaya the guy laughed <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. That is absolutely horrible. Lots have been happening in Pakistan the yes. last uh, the last couple of weeks. Amazing stuff. Where do we start? Listen, first of all, let's talk about Usman Khan Pakistani. He's <laughs> he's not a Pakistani. He's just somebody who's into funeral tourism. It's <laughs> 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 even worse. <laughs> I mean, it's no laughing matter because <clears throat> if you look at British politics and the direction it's taken, how insular that con- that great country has become after uh, 7-7. Um the clear national background or ethnic background of uh, the 7-7 attackers this stuff really really damages minority communities in the UK my first obviously you you feel for the victims uh you also have questions about the british system because two of the involved <coughs> i mean the perpetrator and one of the people who uh who held him down both of them were on a break from prison yeah. it's a remarkable and and there was a conference at cambridge about yeah. about prisoners yeah. Uh, yeah. it's just a, like you couldn't write this stuff i mean seriously like even in on your worst acid trip you cannot write this stuff so actually i mean the fact <coughs> that or your best one of, one of the guys who took a weapon out to actually take him down was a whale tusk or something like that i forget what it was yeah yeah it's a- and but the, this really sad thing about this is like when osman was released the very people trying to rehabilitate them he killed yeah. two of them yep uh and i'll tell you another thing there is a parallel to pakistan look the fact is true is that you know he's born in the uk he's radicalized there um so it's a very much a uk problem i think there are two things that come up One is one of the ki- one of the young men whose father whose father wrote after this he said my son is dead but don't use him for your politics he believed in rehabilitation he didn't believe in our society becoming more insular <clears throat> and xenophobic because of this and i find that is a great parallel to Iqbal Lala the father of Mashal Khan who since his son has died he says like i want this to count for something and i think the tragedy is that when he showed up to speak at one of the student protests recently that they did that they've filed a case of sedition against the man and that's but i think that's perfectly no that's perfectly i think that what signal from the powers that be is that it is seditious to demand your constitutional rights it is seditious to challenge religious right wing narratives it is seditious to publish facts about people's background. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> I think that the signaling and what it leads to uh is quite dark. But 
I don't think that there's any confusion anymore, at least, that what they've chosen to the only uphold. kind of discourse that is welcome is one in which I take a sledgehammer to Nawaz Sharif or Imran Khan, you take a sledgehammer to Benazir or to the ANP, we both stay off any topic that seems to be or is deemed to be too controversial, like the PTM. We don't say a word negatively about the TLP or Hafiz Saeed or any of the people that have put us in the crosshairs of the FATF. We nod along and sing along when fictitious narratives are created about the FATF having something to do with civil society financing in this country, <laughs> NGO financing. You've heard this yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so the idea is uh, take as many shots as you want at the clowns that have been put there for your entertainment every evening. And I'm a part of that industry. Every, every evening at 7 p.m., that's what I sit and do. Uh, but don't you dare try to have any kind of substantive discussion. And at the whim of clearly individuals... But at the whim of any one individual at any given time, a newspaper can have 100 or 200 people outside its office demanding the heads or the, the scalps yeah. of people for merely mentioning at a headline level the descent or the origin of this terrorist. Here's the worst part of all. <clears throat> I actually felt a little bit bothered by the references to Pakistani with respect to Usman Khan. Yeah. He's, he's, Britain has a terrorism problem. And Usman Khan didn't go there from Pakistan. He has nothing to do with the Pakistani state. He's got, he's, there's nothing about him that's Pakistani except that he is Pakistani. Yeah. And I wouldn't have said that until, you know, three or four days ago when this ridiculous, ridiculous, shameful, disgraceful, unacceptable behavior uh, that is clearly being, uh, being conducted at the behest of, uh, of very powerful people to surround the Don office, to threaten Don staffers, to burn copies of the newspaper outside, to raise slogans that have no, ba no basis in reality, all because this individual was, was Pakistani. Yeah. And then the worst of all, to have that, you know, the, 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 the scumbaggery of it, the, the slap in the face, the toxicity of, of how stupid this whole enterprise is, is that dead terrorist being brought to this country to be buried in Azad Jammu and Kashmir. It's a disgrace. No, I agree. And, and, and you know, n now we're talking about it. Yeah. Would you, would you and I have talked about this guy if it was? I mean, it was a nothing terrorist incident yeah. in a, in, a, in the UK. With due respect to the victims, two people dying in Pakistan, you know, this didn't even register like anywhere yeah. when, when one or two people yeah. died. We've gone through hundreds of people dying on a daily basis for a long time, and that's what I mean by you know it's a nothing terrorist incident. Yeah. But. Now we're talking about it. And the only reason we're talking about it is because these idiots decided to make a huge deal about something that wasn't that big a deal. He yeah. is Pakistani. Yeah. If Shahid Khan is Pakistani and Amna Nawaz, God bless her. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know her. She's going to be moderating. It's an yeah. amazing feat. Yeah. And, you know, most of that feat has nothing to do with Pakistan. Her education, her upbringing. I mean, God bless Shuja Nawaz. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's her exposure to the West or her exposure to Western institutions that has enabled her to, to climb the, 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 
the pinnacle of, yeah. of her profession. And she's going to be sitting on pretty much the biggest stage in the country yeah. politically and moderating that debate. And if I can be proud of her and claim claim her to be Pakistani, dude, we, we were playing that music. Yeah. What was the... the Dua Lipa. No, no. Dua Lipa's not Pakistani. That's my Sharia. That's my Ummah love. No, the, the two Pakistani chicks that... Uh, Cruella. Cruella, right? Yeah. I mean, right? Again, totally born and raised in the U, uh, in yeah. the U.S. I mean, they visit here because of their heritage. Their dad is Pakistani. Yeah. But clearly, their talent level is uber Pakistani. They're yeah. like next level. Yeah. And so we so proudly play their music. And, yeah. and we're so happy. Amir Khan goes and knocks the teeth out of people. Yeah. And again, he drapes himself in the flag. But also, yeah. like, we love it. We yeah. love the fact that this guy is, like, international. Yeah. Anytime a Pakistani does anything good, we're proud and we should be proud and we own it even if they have nothing to do with Pakistan so Baba if something bad has happened and nobody's accusing the Pakistani state there's been no suggestion whatsoever that this had anything to do with even any non-state actor yeah so it's not a usual, but he is ethnically national background wise he is Pakistani yeah and to make such a big deal out of it and then to allow his body to be buried here yeah has created, we've been talking about it for 10 minutes. Yeah. And just out of spite, I feel like we should talk about it for the next 10 hours. No, no, I agree. I agree. I, I think I think there are two things attached to this. One is that it was fairly obvious. I mean, if one had to ask this question, you know, would you put that in the headline? Yeah, maybe not. But the question no, is... No, I, I wouldn't have. Right? And I didn't think it was smart. But, yeah. but, but it wasn't smart. So what, Yad? I have a disagreement with a headline. God That's damn funny. it. Yeah. Exactly, right? So I think the reaction to it is obviously in bad faith because it's engineered. And if it is engineered and it was truly such an affront to Pakistan, then you wouldn't allow the guy to be buried here uh, in the first place. And the second thing is that I think the real question is that, you know... We've seen these trends in the past also, right? <clears throat> Where if somebody suddenly decides that, you know, so-and-so, uh, I've, I've seen objections to people saying that somebody died in an accident, so that means he's been martyred, and then they'll say something against the paper in question. But here, particularly, this kind of regressive finding the most minute details to be, uh, you know, to contest in this particular fashion, there's this... Uh, Guy Farid Alvi, he wrote a really funny response to Shirin Mazari, who said that I feel really bad about what's being done to Don. And he says, ma'am, don't worry. I agree. You would have never had let this happen if you ever got government. <laughs> That's it. Fred has a wicked sense of humor. He's an amazing sense of humor. There's a, there's a tweet he has that I, I actually feel like we need to look it up because yeah. it's so good. But I think he said something about this other topic that's obviously been very uh, top of mind for so many of us, which is this 190 million pound. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what to call it anymore yeah. because I was one of the first people. I here Here's the, here's the truth. Yeah. I never thought that the PTI yeah. would be able to bring or repatriate money back home. Yeah. <clears throat> and then one day, it's not like a $10 million payment. It's yeah. a quarter billion dollars. Yeah. And they just drop that news into yeah. the discourse. Yeah. But they don't. The NCA does. The NCA does. And this yeah. is not the National College of Arts in the Hall. Yes. Yeah. It's the National Crime, Crime Agency of the United Kingdom. Yeah. Okay? And so I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. More awesome. It's 
as close as you'll get to at least a moral smoking gun on the Sharifs, because yeah. that apartment was sold by Hussein Nawaz yeah. to Malik Riaz's kid. Yeah. What, what, what was it, like two weeks before uh, yes. Panama dropped? Yeah. Yeah. So, great, man. Good for the country. I was so ha- I don't know if you saw, I, I actually tweeted. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, and I was like, I was so happy. But then you started seeing the, the drip, drip, drip. Yeah, that started all of the questions. What yeah. was the first one that dropped for you that felt like, like were you as excited at first blush as I was, or were you no, your skeptical I, I, self? No, I was. Um, so when I saw it, the story didn't make sense to me, and I'll tell you why. One is that you get Malik Riaz to pay essentially whatever that amount is, a quarter of a billion dollars. And it's from the National Crime Agency, and it's a question of unaccounted funds that could be the proceeds of crime or bribery or whatever. And my question is, like, if you're talking about one of the richest people in the country who has a business behind it and who's not been in government, right, what started the investigation? And why wouldn't he provide funds, uh, you know, a trail for it? Number two is that one of the ways that it could be is that if this was a way to disguise money for the Sharifs. But that is only one component of it, which is the one flat that was sold. Now, the thing is that particular flat is not part of, I think, the Panama uh, investigation because those are the Mayfair flats. This is something that the son has bought on whatever real estate business he does. And so... Yeah. It's a 50 million pound apartment. Yeah. Have you seen the, the bro? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen Like one much height. respect to both Ali Riaz Malik and to Hussain Nawaz. Yeah. I've met a few successful people yeah. who know how to make money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, there's no smoking no, no. gun. There's no crime that has been proven. Yeah. But this smells rotten to high hell. So I just think more needs to come out in the story for us to understand exactly what happened. The problem is that the confidentiality agreement that the government has to abide by from the NCA, but knowing Pakistan, uh, eventually we'll find out more. But the real question to me is, is... So you're saying to me you weren't happy for a second. You had like questions right from the get-go. No, because I thought if it was from initially, I thought it was the Sharifs who had to pay this back. Uh. Right? And then I said, okay, this makes sense to me. But when I found out it was Malik Riaz, I was like, okay, there's more to this. And then the third thing that is really bothering me is the confusion around. Now, this is very simple to put. If the guy owes the Supreme Court a certain amount of restitution and fine, and the NCA in the UK decides that this is the proceeds likely of some kind of crime, then you're essentially depositing that against the fine which means what you're doing is you're reducing his fine. You're subsidizing his corruption. Exactly. That's it. That's yeah. as simple as it is. But I don't know if that's actually true yet. Like, it's not confirmed. No, no, it is absolutely confirmed that that is state bank money. That has no, already it, gone to the state bank. No, so then that's the right thing for Sorry, to happen. Sorry, not state bank. But Sorry. if it's adjusted Supreme against Court. the Supreme, Supreme Court, Court, that's a problem. Sorry, I misspoke. Right. It's gone to the Supreme Court already. Right. And, and Shazad Akbar has confirmed that. Okay. So this is, he's you are behind, you are behind okay. on this story, Mr. Zucker. All right, right. And, and it, this is an absolute shit show. Yeah. I, I, I cannot tell you what a shit show this is. What bothers me probably more 
than anything else because I've never been gung-ho on this whole corruption thing. Yeah. I don't think you can build the kind of economy you need to build here yeah. without not one Malik Riyaz, but 25 Malik Riyazes. Yeah. You, you find their corruption and hit them hard when yeah. you can, but you don't kill them. Yeah. Because these are the guys that generate big-time employment. Now, has he done it the right way? Is he manufacturing some high-tech some high tech output? Is he yeah. a Silicon Valley genius? No. Yeah. It's kind of pretty low-level stuff. But have you been to Bedia Town? Is uh, there a part of the country that, that's better organized and better built than any of the Bedia Towns? Yeah. So, so the point I'm making is I'm comfortable with the duality of knowing that there is a degree of crookedness or a massive degree of crookedness to these kinds of enterprises. Yeah. And that's part of the price you pay for being a low-income, low-growth country, yeah. is that you, you allow or need such crony capitalists to drive you into middle-income status. It's how it's done everywhere on the planet, including the United States. Yeah. People who don't know history and don't know economics, they yeah. can keep raging against yeah. the machine when it comes to corruption. It's never been a big issue for me. Yeah. The reason why this whole episode is so upsetting is because it undermines the only singular thing that Imran Khan could possibly deliver on, which is capture and put in jail a bunch of so-called bad guys. Yeah. And so far, and his scouts sum. include yeah. Shahid Khakan Abbasi, against yeah. whom nothing has been proven, yeah. Mifta Ismail, against whom there isn't even a clear, coherent charge, yeah. and Sheikh Ibran al-Haq yeah. from, from Angro. Yeah. Uh, Tanya Ardua's version, you know, yeah. T-1 or T-2. Yeah. <laughs> if... T minus two might be Umar Seth, yeah. right? Like this, this whole thing stinks to high hell, partly because it's so stupidly done and partly because it undermines the very basis of the average BTI voters support for this party. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, so I didn't realize that they've actually said that they're going to adjust it. I mean, against the Supreme they haven't Court. explicitly said it, but right. they've said enough that, that there's no, there's no confusion about this anymore. Yeah, because that's ridiculous because you just, frankly, won 90 million pounds. You have, which is a big success. The other thing is that the bigger success is that the UK has not kept the money. They've decided to hand it over to us. Yeah. And then we are simply giving a discount to Malik Riyaz because of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so, the, it's the Malik Riyaz discount at the yeah. Supreme Court. That's yeah. what the NCA is, apparently. If we, you know what I think we should do? We should go after the NCA. Because yeah. you go after them enough, they'll be like, screw the confidentiality. Yeah. Here's what really went down, kids. <laughs> you know, <yeah. laughs> All right. I want you to read this out loud because this is an all-time classic by Farid Alvi. Yeah. It says, uh, dear fellows, pleased to share the news that I've sold my neighbor's dining set <laughs> when he wasn't looking for 190 and wish to bring the funds back to my beloved country from London. Does anyone have Sir Shahzad Akbar's email? Thank you. <laughs> and God bless you all. <laughs> I mean, that is, yeah. that is special. He is a true, true treasure. He's the, he's the emperor of Cliftonia. I have to say... I never told you, right? You know, uh, when my mother died, and you remember that time, right? It was uh, it had really unsettled me a lot for a, a long time, and there were many friends who helped me out of it. You're amongst them, and uh, a few others. And one of the guys who I first got to know was Farid Alvi. And so during during that time, during that time, right? And he just said, "Look, I read something." about your mother, and I've read a few things you've 
written. And I can tell that this is really difficult. And then he wrote me this whole thing about how, uh, what his father's passing did for him and how over time, uh, you know, he feels now he knows his father better. And that somehow that, uh, in some ways, his relationship with his father is stronger now than it was. And it was just such a powerful piece uh, that he wrote to me. And he wrote a really long email. And it was one of the kindest things uh, anyone's ever Did you get to done. know him online? So I got to know him online. And then I finally met him in person one day, uh, oddly enough, at a funeral. And at Azima's... Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 And um, really decent. He's, really such a, he's such a sweet and such a sophisticated man. I, I th I'm always amazed by... People who are well spoken yeah. and really come off as as being sophisticated, but yeah. who have a sense of humor and have yeah. a humility about them. Yeah. And I think Fred is one of those. He's uh, a really sweet one guy. of those dudes. Yeah. I think, but also I think it begs mentioning. I think we're always complaining about trolling and toxicity yeah. in the online space. I can't tell you the number of times I've gotten direct messages or just even random messages from people just showering me with like just a like praise or yeah. blessings and you know just with kindness right like just this like this jet stream of kindness yeah. i mean i got a message the other day uh from this really hardcore in safian yeah right like very hardcore um saying like you know some very kind things and i felt like maybe <clears throat> maybe we are to fault for some of the like we all collectively yeah when we complain about toxicity I think it's partly also because that's what we look at and talk about more. Yeah. And we don't talk about the great people that we've met online, the great, fantastic people and friendships that, yeah. you know, at least I've made. By but it, it is true that in terms of incidents and scale, <laughs> one is much larger empirically than the other. <laughs> but, but you got to see what the, 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 the glint in your eye as you said that. Gave me gave me pause. I was like, "What is he about to say that is totally inappropriate?" But uh, no, I think you're fair to say that. Yeah. But I I just think sometimes we can take a break from the complaining about the negativity and actually yeah. just acknowledge, um, like, just no, no. I agree. people are I, people are people. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and let's not let you know an army of you know lower level employees for yeah. some. Sugar, <laughs> for some sugar mafioso, yeah, yeah. you know, ruin, you know, yeah. what is actually a, a really fantastic or potentially a fantastic uh, tool. That's a really interesting thing that's also happened recently is the Dawn piece by Ramsha Jangir and uh, Shariar Popolzai. And Shariar Popolzai. And you left out the Pakhtun, man. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> He's, by the way, an amazing Pakhtun who's like totally into heavy metal to this day, Dude. and death metal, and thrash metal, like even the stuff I won't listen to. So let me tell you, there's like four rock stars in, in the news business yeah. that, that a lot of people don't know because they're not on TV, yeah. but who I think are actually going to be the dons of, of the media. Ramsha the, is one, definitely. Ramsha? Yeah. Uh, there's a... Sharyar. Sharyar Popalzai, Jahan Zeb Haq. He's amazing. And then the editor of uh, Dawn.com, yeah. uh, Atika Rehman. Yeah, who, she's, who people she's know now because of because of the story, yeah. but who is actually brilliant? I think the four of these, uh, these four. I mean, there's others out there. I, I'm sure I'm missing. I mean, I think, for example, somebody like Mighty, 
or yeah. you know Abid uh, Abid Hassan and Abid Mighty know, are been uh, amazing uh, for the Asad, uh, Asad, uh, Asad Hashim but but yeah. I think these guys are a little bit older and, and the yeah. people I originally these four they're, they're a lot younger and one guy online. I also think is truly amazing is Zalmezia Karachi the news yes he's a he fantastic writes reporter these unbelievably yeah, yeah, depth pieces yeah he, I think nuance. substantively, I don't think there's a better reporter than Zalmezia. Yeah, yeah. I in see. terms of substance, right? Like yeah, he yeah. goes out, he's into like literature, he's into like alternative narratives, and that makes him, I think, a better reporter because he just digs in. And in the a other totally thing about Zalmezia is that he is a reporter. He's not interested in opinion. But he's also not interested in the in the spotlight. And yeah. that, I think, is a remarkable quality. And again, notice what that what that has in common with the four people I mentioned. Yeah. You never see Popolzai yeah. or Jahan Zeb or Atika or Ramsha huh. like chasing TRPs or yeah. likes. Yeah. I think that is a phenomenal quality. And for this generation of people, Zalmi is also I, the same age, Atika I think. also did this amazing piece where, remember there was a kid who killed one of his teachers, a really beloved teacher. I forget in which area, in the Punjab, and it was all shock. But again, it was as usual because now we're so used to it. He killed because he thought committed blasphemy, whatever. And she went out to speak to him and got and painted a much uh, richer picture. Uh, just a human picture, right? Yeah. Like yeah. instead of like this kind of cartoonish, you yeah. know, sort of, uh, I don't know. Caricature caricature yeah. building that we that we engage in so often yeah i think there's a lot of really bright people out there um and uh dude i'm really disappointed we kind of this was going to be one of my where i like get to complain and be really dark and negative and we've turned this into yet another sort of oh things are going to be okay you know positive well, <laughs> yeah? I mean, logical positive logically positive <laughs> <laughs> You know, I finished my coffee and I stayed till the end, till they left, because it was just the best cup shop I'd ever heard in my life. It was just so much fun. What do you reckon those uncles, what was their back, What were their backgrounds? Retired doctors? Uh, retired doctors and civil servants. Boom. Yeah. Any retired Fozies? I don't recall. I don't think so. So, so how do you, what is your measure? How do you d distinguish? Oh, so... Um, the thing with the civil servant is, he'll tell you. His story opens, AC This is like no way out of it, right? But that was sexy interior. It's a great And they've also got a bit of, at that particular age, they've also have the affectations of the British. Yes, some words. That, okay. Right? That's yeah. really specific. So, so that's the dead giveaway for me. Yeah. But there's another one. And they're both physical manifestations. It's not about mm. the politics or the content. Yeah. Have you seen how straight a Foji stands? Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I can mention him because yeah. he's a public figure, but General Amjad Shweb. Yeah. I mean, he's old. Yeah. Mashallah. He's in his 80s. Yeah. Dude, his, his grip when he shakes your hand yeah. is like, I mean... If he doesn't want to let you go, you yeah. ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And he's got like, and he's just like barrel chested and like ready to go. Yeah. And I was like, bro, if I'm like that at like 45. Although I'd the be only grateful. time I've seen him slightly timid 
was when the Supreme Court was hearing the case of the general. He was just waiting to see which side it falls on before he jumps in. See, that's, yeah. See, I can't, I can't say anything. I, yeah. I think I've already said too much when it comes yeah. to General Lamjachui. Yeah. And, uh, and we're on the, we, we do this show together. Uh, yeah. That you know. Yeah. And uh, he's, very, he's a very sweet man. Um, we have no we clearly have very different politics yes. right? um, politics and anti-politics <laughs> Kavina <laughs> system and anti-system yeah. yeah well I mean look I think one of the downsides of continued uh, continued uh, circusry yeah. by the BTI is that the anti-system voices are going to become really difficult to ignore. Well, I think the... I mean, we need this guy to at least survive, uh, you know, and, and, and do enough to keep his own voters happy. Like, at a minimum, yeah. he needs to retain his voters. The, the 40 or 50 seats that, that the PTI actually deserves, yes. they need to retain in the next yeah. election. Yeah. Because, because if, uh, if there's a backlash... Or if, you know, the powers that be, you know, change gears and decide that, you know, Pakistan's ready for its second female prime minister or Pakistan's ready for, you know, a Sindhi prime minister yeah. um, or Sindhi, Sindhi Baloo's prime minister, then, uh, I mean, then we're in, uh, no, we're in a world of trouble because, no, because is, the ha hatred yeah. and the toxicity that that's going to generate, I mean, it's going to be very difficult to manage. Well, I, I think it's interesting what would happen in that particular case. I do think that the outcome. So I think the extension case was really interesting in one way is that it was the one time <laughs> that, you know, everyone in Pakistan... But I loved one thing about the extension case is that after like about a day and a half, it was the one rare time in Pakistan where I saw that everyone was pretty cool. We don't know what's going on, right? Because everyone here knows what's really going on. They know the inside story, everything. But then they were like, <laughs> I'm confused, man. <laughs> I, like, I thought you were going to say something different, actually. You've surprised me with what you said. Right. Because what I thought you were going to say was the yeah. one thing you loved about it was that after about a day of yeah. this case kind of breaking open, yeah. for about a day and a half, yeah. we were all saying whatever the whatever the <laughs> yeah. hell we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know how difficult it was for me to censor that. But yeah. Basically, Joe said, we were just like letting her rip. And I think partly that was enabled by Fazur Rahman because yeah. when he got here, I think there was a real, at least in terms of the direction of the prime yeah. minister, there was a real sense of like, almost like this kind of, this joy that people were feeling yeah. at the ability to kind of let, let, let her rip. Yeah. Uh, and I think a similar thing happened with this case. But I don't think that's a good thing. And this, I cannot be more serious about. I know you're going to disagree with me. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. This country cannot afford to have a compromised military. It cannot afford to have people making fun of its soldiers. It cannot afford to have dissension or a lack of coherence or any kind of controversy anywhere near the military. And the more that the military exposes itself explicitly day after day after day, the closer we get to that unacceptable point at which you, no, you, but really, I, you really worry about the country. But I do agree with that in the sense that I also think that as a force of the last resort, it's important to maintain unity and whether 
I mean, I vehemently agree with the, disagree with how they control politics and their measures, but whatever it is, is that we know that there's an overall culture which is views the politics and the future of the political arena in Pakistan dismissively, but at least there's a certain form of unity and the idea fundamentally about extensions, and in this particular case is that it might set up for a seven-year reign for one clique is really problematic because you are going to have people who are going to be upset about that. And I think the second thing was that in this particular case, uh, now that we go forward, we've got a setup, which I think is a really fairly simple one. I don't foresee a lot of pushback from the PMLN or the PPP because they haven't done it when they've had opportunities to use this. You'll ha find that the extension will pass and things will go ahead. But it's a very interesting thing to see that in terms of at least accommodation, like one of the advantages for what people in the urban centers who did vote for the PTI, who felt about it was that they didn't want traditional politics and they view it as a zero-sum game, is they have to be defeated and whatever. But we've seen that uh, this level of pressure and rather than dealing with making government go forward, if it's all about how do we deal with the opponents, you will find a point at which we probably won't predict, but you can have a great degree of pushback that could compromise the government ultimately. And, um, and I don't see that letting up because the focus seems to be, every so often they've got some interesting things that come out and are good, right? Like I think this digital initiative is potentially, if it, if it gets the right support, it could go a long way. But um, I don't know. I've been sort of looking at it and maybe, you know, the way that they've thought about this is that these parties can actually be fundamentally defeated and people will get on board. But I don't see that happening. There's uh yeah, there's a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, I think <clears throat> I noticed a Demarter camp that yeah. apparently the TLP is putting together for, I, I believe it's Sunday, right. the 8th of December, I guess. Okay. Um, I get worried when I suddenly see the TLP swing back into action because I think that it only seems to be swung into action at specific times yeah. and for specific purposes. I think that the six-month period that Justice Kosa has saddled this country with as he left is going to be a time of utter chaos. I don't think that this is as settled as you claim it is. You ask me what I what I want, yeah. I'll go out on a limb and I'll say that I totally understand the instinct for why he should be extended. Do I think it's the ideal outcome or the ideal scenario? I, obviously, I, I think any time you have a regular machine bureaucracy that's disrupted is bad for the machine. But A, it wouldn't be the first time that machine has done this to itself. Um, and B, there are some things about this general and this army chief that are genuinely unique. And uh, I think how the country's conducted itself with respect to India over the last two and a half years, especially in the face of some massive provocation, uh, is remarkable. I think the almost, I mean, the squeeze that has been put on the LET and the JEM are not accidents. 
the sustained engagement with the Taliban and with the United States on the talks for a solution in Afghanistan, uh, not accidental, um, and the quantum of foreign relationships, including the United States, Saudi Arabia, Iran, all of these. It, I mean, I don't think it's fair to not give any credit to Imran Khan or to Shah Mahmood Qureshi, but I think that that credit has to be shared with the military and particularly with the uh, with the chief. Now, does all of that merit an extension? Uh, no, I think that, you know, the ideal scenario is that the, the institution can generate leadership uh, time and time and time again that represents institutional values. But, uh, you know, I think there's a point at which, you know, this paragraph that I'm on right now gets too long. Um, I, I like I like General Bajwa. I think we wouldn't have an ha, we would not have had an election if it wasn't for General Bajwa. That's how toxic things were, and it's easy to forget. But the election was in question. Uh, it's not that long ago for me, at least. Hmm. You got to keep a long memory about things. Was it tainted? Absolutely. Uh, and you know, it's interesting. I was asked on television who bears the responsibility for the question of the tainting. You know, they were talking about whether Sardar Raza you know, who's the outgoing chief election yeah. commissioner, whether his legacy is tainted. And I was like, hell no. The guy delivered a massive electoral ref reform and delivered an election that at, at the end of the day was accepted. The, the responsibility for tainting the election falls to the people who tainted it, yeah. not to the chief election commissioner. Yeah. He had nothing to do with what was going yeah. on in Karachi, yeah. in Faisal Wavda's constituency. Yeah. He, had not, he didn't pick up the phone and call people and say, don't contest on the, uh, on the uh, PMLN ticket. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's a lot of negative that, that yeah. you can point to, but as I just listed, there's also some things that are remarkable, uh, that, that need to be, that need to be considered. To me, the, the crown jewel of all of that is Kartarpur. Uh, I think it's a historic thing and I don't think that happens without, without General Qamr Javed Bajwa. <clears throat> so anyhow, um, I do agree with some of that, like on Pulwama, I agree on uh, Kartarpur, but I think like if one was truly to make the choice and you'd say, okay, if it was just a choice on terms of what was actually his job, then yes, but the questions that are arising are things that are outside the remit of his job. And those things seem to be uh, the, the, the dude biggest job, push. Yeah, the dude whose job it was, his son was selling a 43 million pound apartment to a real estate magnate in March of 2016. Yeah. And then spent the next two years explaining where, how, how that family became that rich. So yeah. now, should he have been saddled with those questions? Or should he have had better answers? I think that's the partisan question. I think there's people who, who believe Nawaz Sharif was great. And by the way, I, I'm among them. I, I, yeah. think, I think Nawaz Sharif has been great for Pakistan yeah. in many, many aspects. Not in every aspect, but in many aspects. But that doesn't excuse... I mean, the, the, the fact that he built highways and created economic growth and created a narrative around, you know, power generation, electricity, and the whole delivery sort of agenda doesn't excuse him being in the position that he was in. From 2016, April 2016 onwards. Yeah, but I, I Who think, put him in that position? I think the fact is that afterwards, that if the Supreme Court chucked him out, uh, whatever redressal was being sought, whether right or wrong, was done. And after that, that doesn't <coughs> create any reason to manage the elections. 
there's never a reason exactly. to, to yeah. manage the elections. It's yeah. a violation of the trust of the people in the republic. And the I think there's no, there's, no, there's no confusion on that point. Yeah. Um, but again, but you one, really, one fact doesn't take away from another, yeah. down but, or up. No, no, I agree, I agree. And I think that they're separate issues. Sure. Right? Yeah. The second one is that I do think one thing that worries me is imagine that you are beholden to people who've helped you out and you couldn't get the paperwork right. I don't know what your remit to operate will be after that. In some ways, this six-month extension is a significant lease on life back to the government than it was if it hadn't happened. Bro, so, they had a year and a half to, no, no, to, to, you to ready understand. themselves. The mistake, the mistake happened, right? The mistake happened. It's, are, you, are we I, sure it's a mistake? I, I mean, that's why I was saying this paragraph might get too long. Yeah. I mean... I, okay, I, I, look, my belief is that I agree with you, that I also think that maybe they were trying to be a little tricky and all that, but sometimes the simplest explanation is sometimes the truest explanation. Now, I'll give you one example. Do you well, remember... Well, this is you just remember, dumb. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you, do you remember the Atif Mia case? Yeah. Right? So in the Atif Mia case, my position has always been, is that when they appointed him, I said, oh, wow, that's amazing. They're actually interested in getting talent to work for this country. And then when they capitulated immediately, my question was, why would you choose something and not back it up, knowing very well what the kind of reaction it would get? In a way, when Nawaz Sharif did the Abdul Salam Center for Physics in Gaida Azam Yeah, University, you remember that. Right? He was ready. That same weekend, what yeah. was going on in Sargoda? Yeah. That same weekend. Yeah. But I he, ain't forget. Yeah. But he was ready to take on the shit for that particular decision. Was he? Yes, he was. He didn't go back on that particular one. But then I asked... They, his, they've removed the name. Who has? Which, at when? Right, Nawaz Sharif's government. Did they? I'm pretty certain. No, I don't think so. I think it's still there. We'll check this one. I hate, I, as you know, I hate certitude, so I'm happy to check it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, but wait, let we've me, crossed let, our... Yeah. But let, <laughs> me make, let me make a quick point. The point that I was trying to make was that... Sorry. In the Atif Mia case... The thing that I suspected really happened was because a year and a half ago, Imran Khan had measured that he would like this guy to be his finance minister. And then the religious right came out and do you know he's an Emidi? And then Imran Khan told them, no, I didn't know. I won't keep this guy as my finance minister. And then when he chose to put him on the council, uh, you know, that was doing the economic advisory, I just think is at some point people forgot who he was or that he had been flagged for this reason. The name got on, they made a defense, but then they quickly capitulated. Probably the simplest explanation is the truest one. And in this case also, maybe they just, uh, you know, they said, somebody said, do it. The boss says, do it. They did it. They didn't bother. They thought, you know, nobody's going to say anything because it's this guy. And everything went south because of that. Anyhow, maybe it's not true. I really, I think we were going so well, I was being optimistic, right? Yeah. And like positive. But my point is now is that his remit to operate will be seriously curtailed. Yeah, but that's the story of every elected. But that's why the That's Supreme, the story of every elected prime every minister elected, in this country. But and, that's why the six-month extension is... 
an advantage to the prime minister. Well, it's interesting. I'll yes. leave it there. I don't know if it's an advantage or not. If he can't capitulate on, I mean, if he probably will capitulate on it, but it's if not he can't about use capitulating. It, no, yeah. it's about also about managing. No. Yes. Now here's the May third, twenty eighteen. Yeah. National Assembly passes resolution to rename QAUs of the Salam Center. Okay. The National Assembly on Thursday unanimously passed a resolution seeking to rename Qadi Azam Universities of the Salam Center. Okay. Wait for it. The National Center for Physics at Qadi Azam University was named after Professor Abdul Salam last year, 2017. Yeah. The renowned physicist who won Pakistan's first Nobel Prize in Sciences. The resolution. Yeah. Presented by MA Captain Retired Safdar, yeah. stated that the department be named after famous scientist Abu al Fatah Abdul Ar Rahman al Khazini, mm. who was the biggest name for Muslims in physics. Yeah. The, resolu- the resolution read the creation of the Islamic Republic of Pakistan was based on the two nation theory. The department should be re- renamed after al Khazini so that the world can know that he followed in the footsteps of his teacher Al Biruni to achieve amazing feats in the world of physics. No, I remember this, but was it actually changed? That's an interesting Because the question. resolution Google is not says, binding. No, that's, that's true. Google says that it has not been changed. Changed. Yeah, that's what I remember. I mean, it, I mean in any way, it still invalidates my argument because if the resolution was passed, that means the bulk of the... PMLN. PMLN. And I mean, it's the son-in-law that, that's yeah, presenting it. So, I mean, how much, of a, how much of a rogue, you know, sort yeah, of son-in-law so, could, he, could so, he possibly So, I agree be? with that. I mean, it still invalidates what I'm saying, but I uh, So, I've gone to the website. Yeah. Okay, ncp.edu.pk. It's the National Center for Physics is the, is the heading. Okay. You've got to respect what they call themselves. Or not, I agree. Or not respect it. Or, or this is just <laughs> Pakistan's way of doing it. Just don't put up the name. You know, it's there and nobody has to reverse it. But, but in any case, it invalidates yeah, what I here's, said. Here's my problem, and I'm going to go back to the Dawn thing. Yeah. You know what? I think there's some idiots in Dawn who don't edit properly. I don't like how they talk about Kashmiri freedom fighters. Uh-huh. I didn't like the fact that it made it to the headline. I'm saying this out loud. Yeah. Friends of mine are going to hear this. Yeah. I don't care. I don't like it. But me not liking a headline or an editorial policy or people being not careful yeah. is not the same as going out taking money from the enemies of this country and actively campaigning against it. And the insinuation that it is, is one thing. But then to activate that insinuation, to cause editors to cower with fear. Yeah. You know, cower with fear, not in terms of their their pen. Alhamdulillah, the pen is still mightier than the sword. I mean, it's an amazing resistance that the entire press to this point. Now, there's been a lot of capitulation, but there's also been a lot of bravery. Yeah. But for us... To, to have to dig deep and actually find that those reserves yeah. should not be the case. Our soldiers did not fight and die so that we could protect phantom ghosts. Our soldiers fought and died to protect our freedoms. And yeah. one of our freedoms is to be critical of ourselves and the things that we love. And we love our soldiers and we love our army and we love our generals. But we have a right to ask questions and criticize these people when they do stupid things. It is a stupid thing to go after Dawn in the way that they've consistently done. And my problem is that if we can be this outraged by the use of the word Pakistan in a headline about somebody's national origin, that we can organize two protest demonstrations outside Dawn, where's that outrage for this capitulation? Why is all the bravery for people without guns 
and all the meekness is for yeah. people that threaten violence. Yeah. This that's is, not, this is, this that's is, not the Pakistan why, that I know yeah. and, and love. And this is why I wanted to call Ijaz Heather because I told you a story which he once told me, which I think is a great analysis. I can't repeat it here, unfortunately. Why not? It's our, it's our way, platform. But the way is there an F word in it? Not like one, there's like seven <laughs> in it, right? But it's like the best story. Okay, I, I'll try and explain it. No, 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 no. I think we need to leave something to the imagination. I think okay. what we need to do is let Ijaz speak for himself. Yeah. This is the second... I'll ask him that story. This is the yes. second episode in a row in which he's been talked about. Yes, I think I he merits... He, he deserves a chance to come and defend himself yeah. and his reputation. Um, oh, no, this a, is like great <laughs> insights, right? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Listen, it's been, a, it's been, as usual, it's been a fantastic conversation. Yes. I really... Allah bless you. It really is such a pleasure to get to talk to you and uh, exchange views. And um, I hope we get to do it again real soon. Absolutely, we will. So everybody, thank you so much for listening in. Goodbye and good night. You got it. Do I? N-O-T-D. What's an N-O-T-D? I had no idea, but okay. it's, it's top 40, man. It sounds good. All the kids are listening to it. Okay. All, right, All right, kids, you guys have, uh, have a pleasant weekend. That's all from me and me, Fati, and hope you guys have a great time in the coming week. Goodbye. Khudafiz. Allah bless all of you. Khudafiz.